It's Haley Hines, aka Bird, and you are tuning in to the Give Them the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's give them the bird. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and GTB listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash give them the bird. You've maybe heard of BetterHelp. It's customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You all know I'm a huge advocate for therapy, and I'm lucky to have a long-standing therapist who I meet with regularly, but that was not always the case. I remember before having decent insurance that I had to stop going to therapy because it was so costly out of pocket. Luckily, BetterHelp is way more affordable than what I was paying. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There are a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally depending upon where you are located. So if you're looking into affordable therapy options and are open to online, check out betterhelp.com slash bird for 10% off your first month of therapy. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash bird. Hello and welcome back to Give Them the Bird. My name is Haley, aka Bird, and I am so excited to have you here. On today's episode, we're talking all about the experience of stepping on the scale and realizing you've gained weight or not liking the number that you see. I really wanted to talk about this topic because the current time is prime beach body, bikini body, feel like shit about your body, feel like you got to get your life in order season, right? And that's because the weather is warming up. People are planning summer vacations. Um, We're seeing swimsuits in the different department stores. God forbid we're getting targeted ads from the diet industry telling us to try these different things in order to get Beachbody ready, right? Like it is all over the place. And so I think at any during any given year, it's important to consider that this time of the year is prime. Get your body in shape, whatever season. But I think especially the fact that we're coming off of a year plus long pandemic, the pressure is even realer and rougher right now. I think that people are stepping on the scales after coming off of a season where survival was really the main thing. Um, So many people finally had a break from feeling like shit about their bodies because they didn't have the capacity to think about that. Not necessarily everybody. But so I found that more people have been spending less time stepping on the scale. But now when they're stepping on it to see where they are at, quote unquote, they're realizing that what do you know? Their bodies potentially gained some weight over the last year while they were surviving a global pandemic. <laughs> um, not necessarily everybody. I know many folks who their you know excessive stress does the opposite to them, um, or depending upon how they're feeling mentally, you know, it all depends. But many people are noticing that their body has changed and that their weight has increased as a result of the many different changes that we've experienced over the last year in conjunction with the collective stress we've had from the pandemic, from an election, from all the racial violence we've seen, right? Like 
there is so much stress and change that we've endured and experienced over the last year that for many people, seeing body size and weight changes is normal considering that. But for many people, they're still in a place where that feels like shit. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. The reason I thought to have this episode was because yours truly, Miss Queen of Don't Step on the Fucking Scale, stepped on the fucking scale. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I did. I literally pulled it out of like the bottom of our, we have like a little linen closet in our hallway. It had dust and dirt and dog hair all over it. And I did it just because I was curious. I was just so curious. You know, I wasn't feeling shitty about my body when I did it. I was just curious to see what the number, like truly out of curiosity, I swear. And then (laughs) I saw the number and I immediately felt like shit about myself, right? Um, And I noticed my thoughts beginning to spiral to what the shit am I going to do? And it just made me realize that so many people are probably having a similar experience right now. So I wanted to provide you with four steps or maybe tips that you can consider if you have recently stepped on the scale and not liked what you saw um, or for the future if that ever happens. But I also think that you can do this with any sort of diet tool that makes you feel like shit about yourself. So you can consider if the scale is not something that you definitely 1000% won't be stepping on anytime in the future. You can think about any other diet tools that you might use. I want to start by saying that I'm very much a proponent for ditching the scale. Like it doesn't add much value to my own life. And if anything, I found that it creates a lot of emotional distress for folks It would be awesome if one day the scale can be a neutral thing for me and again, many of the people that I've worked with. But until that point, if you find the scale bothers you or you notice tension rising in your body when you even think about stepping on the scale, keep it in your fucking closet. Don't buy a new one. Just put it on hold. So I think that if you are not, if you haven't yet weighed yourself or stepped on the scale and you're listening to this, Don't take this as an encouragement to step on the scale if you're not yet at a neutral place with it. If the idea of stepping on the scale and seeing a higher number makes you feel shameful or just dread or doesn't make you feel good, don't even think about it. Don't go there, sister. In fact, I would uh, encourage, no, don't step on the scale at all. Just don't do it. However, I did it (laughs) and I can't hold back now that I've done it and I know that other people are probably going to do it. So the four quick little tidbits or steps that I want you to consider if you have stepped on the scale or potentially in the future if you do. Number one, recognize how it feels. One of my favorite things to say is it feels like shit to feel like shit about myself. Like it doesn't matter if it's feeling like shit because of my body, feeling like shit because of something I did at work feeling like shit because of, you know, noticing that I can't perform that I used to. Whatever it is, it feels like shit when I feel like shit about myself. It feels like shit when you feel like shit about yourself. So if you step on the scale and you immediately notice like a negative feeling, whatever that might be, I want you to first emotionally name what you are feeling. What is the emotion that you feel when you notice it? Is it guilt? Is it shame? 
Is it anger, disappointment, embarrassment? So name whatever you are feeling. And then I want you to name how that feels in your body. So when I step on the scale, I feel shame. And shame in my body at this moment feels like tensing up in my shoulders, maybe even a slump over and collapse in my chest. You might also notice, you know, does your mouth open a little bit or like your eyes widen? Like what does this emotion physically feel like in your body? And it might be a combination of many things. Like there might be some anger, some dread, some anxiety pop up. Oh, anxiety, definitely. But I want you to recognize how it feels. Name it, call it out, know what you are feeling. And I think the reason why this is so important is because like we have said in the past, diet culture and dieting and food restriction and over-exercise, all that does is disconnect us from our body. It pulls us away from our body. So I really want to encourage you to try to do the opposite, to not run from it despite the fact that it's very uncomfortable. I want you to just try to sit in the suck for a little bit, not run from it. And by doing this, you're staying connected to your body, which is one of the first things that can happen when we start to feel this guilt and shame and diet spiral, we disconnect from our body. So I want you to stay with your body to stay with the not so fun feelings. So after you have recognized how this not so fun feeling feels in your body, you've been able to name the emotion, I want you to remind yourself that the scale does not tell the whole story of your health. That is step number two. And this one can be really hard to do in the moment. And that's because initially, our thoughts are likely going to snap back to old ways of thinking, those old conditioned thoughts that tell us that weight and body size are indicators of our health and our happiness. So you really need to remind yourself that that is not true. And in the event you have forgotten why the scale is such a terrible way to measure our health, let me give you a couple reminders. First and foremost, it is variable as fudge. Our weight can fluctuate depending upon the time of the day, the time of the week, the time of the month, like the time of the freaking year, right? Even if our health behaviors are the exact same, even if we're moving the same amount, eating the same exact foods, managing our stress the same ways, our body weight can still fluctuate. And then you add on top of things that can also cause our body weight to fluctuate, i.e. how much water we have drinking, the food and how much food we have eaten, Our activity levels, whether we weigh ourselves before working out or after working out, or even what kind of activity we did can impact our body weight differently. Not to mention stress. Stress can impact our body weight. So can the freaking weather. The weather can. So when you step on the scale, you named your motion, you named the physical feelings that you're experiencing, remind yourself that the scale does not tell the whole story. Remind yourself of how variable it is and that it's not a reliable source. This is also going to be very hard to do because your thoughts are going to immediately spring forward to you in a bikini or just the implications that the number on the scale is going to have for you. So this might be a continuous thing. You're going to ebb and flow through it, right? You've probably experienced that already, but I just want you to remember to tell yourself, the scale does not tell the whole story of my health. You can even find whatever little mantra or inspirational ditty works for you. But I think 
this is not the whole story. There's way more to me than the number on the scale. You got to remind yourself of that. Number three, after you've stepped on the scale, after you've reminded yourself that the scale does not tell the whole story, I want you to reflect on how you felt about your body and about your health before you stepped on the scale. So like just 30 seconds ago, how did you feel about your body? And the reason that this is so important is because, again, the scale is going to try to tell us that we feel like shit about ourselves, that we have not been taking care of ourselves, that we have, you know, been neglecting our health, but that is likely not true. So when you're reflecting on how you felt about your body before stepping on the scale, some things to think about. Were you feeling comfortable in your clothing or feeling like a bit of confidence? Were you feeling neutral about your body? Like you noticed you weren't thinking about it as much. Like that is fucking progress. Other things you might take note of. Were you allowing yourselves to eat the fun foods, the foods that taste good, but also the nutritious foods? Were you moving your body in a way that you enjoy, but moving regularly enough, right? Like not being sedentary. Were you honoring your body with rest, with stress management? Were you maintaining your social connection, right? It's really important not only to reflect on how we were feeling about our body, but also how we were honoring our body and our health. Because again, the scale is going to tell us that we have been doing nothing healthy for the last however long since the time before when we stepped on the scale. I also think that this body image disruption, I guess I'll call it, right? The, the experience of stepping on the scale and potentially spiraling into feeling like crap about ourselves. I think we can use it as a valuable experience to do a personal inventory of our well-being and of how we are taking care of ourselves. So even though it's a not so fun experience, we can still gain something from it beyond just talking back to the scale. We can do a quick little personal inventory of um, the different areas of our life and maybe realize that, yeah, maybe there are some areas that I have been neglecting and I could reprioritize. Not looking at it as a way to reprioritize so that I can get the number on the scale down, but rather reprioritize so that I can feel my best. And again, maybe feeling your best means realizing that you have been restricting certain food groups and you need to add those back in. Or maybe in order to feel your best, you need to reach out to your friends a little bit more or you need to take some time away from work. So this provides us with a really great opportunity to check in on how we have been feeling before we stepped on the scale to then prioritize what we need to. Number four, after you have stepped on the scale, recognized how you're feeling, reminded yourself that the scale does not tell the whole story about your health, after you've reflected on how you felt about your body and your health before you stepped on the scale, I want you to resist the urge to fall back into old unhealthy, harmful ways of thinking. And I know I've mentioned this a couple times. I want you to do this not only in the 30 seconds to two minutes, whatever, that you're doing this exercise, right? The stepping on the scale and doing this reflecting. I want you to resist the urge in 20 minutes when you go eat your lunch, right? I want you to resist the urge the next time you do a workout. I want you to resist the urge next time you walk by a mirror, the next time you're scrolling on social media and seeing other people in bikinis. All of these times when your body is brought up, I want you to try to resist the urge to fall back into old ways of thinking because regardless of how well you were doing with that before you stepped on the scale, 
the scale has been a major disruption to you if the number again was higher than what you were anticipating. And it's going to be very easy to fall back into those old patterns of thinking. And I really want you to resist it. As you can imagine, this shit's going to be really hard. Like I always say, awareness is the first step. So when you go eat your next meal, maybe you think to yourself, oh, I should really have salad instead of the burger. Just notice that. Notice it. Recognize the fat. The fact that that is rooted in fat phobic thinking, that that's diet culture talking, that's the food, the internal food police in your head, that's the scale and it's incorrect. That doesn't mean that you can't still grab the salad over the burger, right? Because that might be a lot to over to overturn at once, but I just want you to be aware of it and I want you to keep in the back of your mind that step four is to continually resist the urge to fall back into old harmful, unhealthy ways of thinking. And this process might look different for everybody, right? Some folks in their um, quest of resisting the urge to fall back into old ways of thinking, it might be helpful to remind yourself of where you are at now and how far you've come. Um, for, For other folks, you might fall back into old patterns of thinking and that's okay because this journey of body acceptance or body neutrality it's a goddamn roller coaster. There are highs and there are lows. And it is completely understandable to step on the scale and get back into one of those low points. And that's okay. But I think that these four steps can really try to disarm that. These four steps can be really helpful to try to lessen the blow that the scale can have on how we are feeling about ourselves. Before signing off, I want to leave you with one mega emphasis on the fact that improving our relationship with our body and food and movement, etc., it can't be done in a simple four-step process or in X amount of weeks. I don't believe in that. It's too complicated to do that and it's too personalized to each of us. But I do think that these four things, steps if you want to call them, can be helpful to do the next time you may find yourself stepping on the scale and not feeling the best about what you see. So to recap, number one, recognize how you feel. Name your emotion and the physical sensations that you're experiencing. Number two, remind yourself that the scale does not tell the whole story about your health. Number three, reflect on how you are feeling about your body and your health before you stepped on the scale. And number four, resist the urge to fall back into old ways of thinking. All right, my friend, I hope you found this episode helpful and useful. If so, come say hi on the gram at Give Them the Bird Podcast and share this episode with a friend who may benefit from it. If you are enjoying this podcast, feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. I will see you back here in two weeks for another episode, but in the meantime, go give them the bird.